coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. Danger Hour's back. I am your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poo. And today is a very special day. It is indeed. It's St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day. With two D's, not two T's, you stupid Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Irish look down on that. Patty's with two D's. I'm going to give you one big D, James. Oh, mama. There we go. Right out of the gate. How you doing? I'm doing just great, James. I see that you're wearing a green shirt. Is that an honor of St. Patty's Day, James, with two D's? One in your mouth, one in your butt. Oh, God. To answer the first part of your question, yes, I am wearing a green shirt in honor of St. Patty's Day with two Ds. I open my closet and I look at the vast variety of black options. And way down at the end there, I see a green colored shirt. I'm like, oh, that's right. I do got a green shirt. Here we go. Today's the day. And uh, I put them into the game. Put me in, coach. I've been waiting. Yeah, there you go. It's your time. So, yes, St. Patrick's Day. A day that everybody gets shit-faced. For what reason? Nobody knows. But uh, I decided, hey, it's a special occasion. I rarely drink. So this morning, I made myself some fancy pants gourmet coffee. And I poured a little shot of the whiskeys in there. Hmm? Nobody has to know. And uh, in honor of St. Patty's Day, I will now express an Irish toast before I consume said beverage. <clears throat> Here's to you, and here's to me. Friends forever, I know we'll be. But if the day comes we disagree, then fuck you, and here's to me. Ugh. Okay. All right, nobody has to know, like I said. It's our little secret. Mm-hmm. Is that what you tell the boys, James? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why is your mind going there? Catholic Church, James. Fits right in. St. Patty's Day. Two Ds. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> So St. Patrick's Day, do you know what it do you know what it's all about? Because I seem to have this thing in my head where, oh, it's to honor this guy, St. Patrick, for getting rid of a bunch of snakes out of Ireland. That's uh, that's what I that's what I went to my memory bank. And so I looked it up, I'm like, eh, does anyone really know? I asked some people and they don't know, they have no idea. It says uh, it was an official holiday by the Catholic Church. So see, you're right. It is about the rapists. I mean <clears throat> Catholic Church. And it says here, it commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland. That's right. We're celebrating religion, folks. And I think the thing about him driving all the snakes out of Ireland was a metaphor. I think it means he got rid of all the heathens by introducing Christianity and saving them all. Mm. I think all the holidays come down to some kind of religious reason, right? We got the Christmas with the uh, the dead Jew and uh, St. Valentine's Day with the dude that was marrying people in secret. So romantic. Then he got slaughtered. Yeah. And then uh, there's this one. Uh, what about uh, St. Washington and St. Lincoln? They did something. But uh, today's about Patrick, so uh, let's focus. The celebration of the arrival of Christianity. 
the general public has parades and festivals and shamrocks and green, blah, blah, blah. And uh, historically, and here's where the drinking comes in. Here, I, I put it all together. A, uh, the Lenten restriction, you know, Lent, it's, uh, they eased it up for that day. For today, eating and drinking were lifted, which encouraged people to really go overboard as people do. It's like, hey, we get a free pass. Let's go all in. And then, you know, add in, a, add in a few hundred years, and here we are. You get shit-faced, and you wear green, and uh, throw some clovers on people. Shamrocks? What are they called? Yeah, you know, that makes me think. When I, when I was a little kid, I started playing cards, you know? Deck of cards. You know, cards. And then I'm like, oh, I have a five of, of clovers. And my dad's like, that's, it's clubs, not clovers. I'm like, why? That's just what it's called. Clubs? All right. From the, from an early age, I was let down by the Irish. James, do you have any Irish in you? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Do you want some, James? Oh, uh, no one saw that coming, you sneaky bitch. Uh, I think I have. Uh, I've got some British. Those are bad people, James. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think I have a whole lot of German. Those are the worst people, James. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's uh, I think that's uh, there's probably some other shit in there, but uh, I think those are the most most parts. So half of you is evil, James, and the other half is, is dirty Mexican. Yeah, and Italian. Those people are not good either, James. They're, they're pretty sneaky. Yeah, I guess um, my whole DNA is made up of a bunch of sneaky, evil assholes. That explains a lot. Uh, okay, moving right along. You know, some of them, I, ha- I think I've had r- two really great St. Paddy's Day days, and uh, one of them was in this legit Irish pub. In Ireland, James? No. Then it wasn't legit. Yeah, all right. Jesus Christ, you're taking that wind out of my sails. Uh, Just like the British did, James, when they sailed over here and murdered a bunch of Native Americans. Oh, fuck it. All right. Jesus Christ. Maybe you need a drink. Uh, Yeah, so I went to an Irish pub with the wife, and oh boy, was it fun. There was these really cool Irish bands playing that Irish rock, you know, that angry sounding stuff, like from, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> oh, fucking A. Come on, hamster. Get going. <laughs> the Departed. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, angry Irish music in that movie. So uh, there was a, some cool bands. There were some old timers in kilts playing bagpipes. That was pretty awesome. We had all the drinks, you know, Jamesons and whatnots. And uh, we had, you know, very traditional food, you know, potatoes and, uh, and meats. James, you had sausage and you had potato wedges. Yeah, all right. Jesus. What do you want me to do? I'm trying. Oh, this other one we went to this one year. Oh boy, it was really fun. But there was this real, there was a midget. Little people, James. There was a little person dressed up as a leprechaun. No bullshit. Taking photos with everyone. Everyone was giving, getting him drunk as shit. Giving him shots. And dude, he looked like he was having fun. But there was definitely a sadness behind those eyes. James, what, what the fuck are you doing? All right, next toast. Here's to being single. Drink. Why am I sound like a pirate? Here's to being single. Here's to being... I do a horrible Irish accent, by the way. James, move it along! <clears throat> Here's to being single, drinking doubles, and seeing triple. All right. <clears throat> there's a story about... Uh, this is related news. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day. So there's this dick. I mean, there's this priest. He's forced to quit after discovering... His baptisms do not count because he said one word incorrectly. Mm. You believe that? 
So check this out. This fucking guy. He, uh, he's from Arizona. That's right. The Catholic state of Arizona. And for years, this guy's been saying his, uh, the words he's got to say incorrectly. So <laughs> it says, uh, any baptisms performed by Father Andres after June 17th, 2021 are presumed valid. Okay, those are good. But anything before that date, for <laughs> years before, don't count. Mm-hmm. Because he's supposed to say, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But he said, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The word in question is we in place of I. It is not the community that baptizes a person and incorporates them into the church of Christ. Rather, it is Christ and Christ alone who who presides at all sacraments. Therefore, it is Christ who baptizes. That one word, we, instead of I. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he's saying we because, you know, he's not Jesus, but he's supposed to be Jesus in this case, I guess, in this time while he's doing the work. But anyway, so yeah, they're like, oh yeah, sorry everybody, but uh, all your baptisms don't count. And look, I looked this up because I am a journalist. No, you're not, James. Well, I'm a podcaster. How many sacraments are there? The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that Christ instituted seven sacraments, which are as follows. Baptism is number one. Confirmation, Eucharist, penance, that's a reconciliation, uh, or confession, anointing of the sick, holy orders, and matrimony. Do you want to go through all these? I mean, it is St. Patty's Day. Uh, baptism is the first of three initiatives. Uh, who gives a shit? Okay, well, I just read them to you. Uh, so, baptism is the first one. You can't go to the next one without doing the first one. So, after, <laughs> so if you get married, which is the final one, I guess it doesn't count. You have to, you have to do it all over again. You're not really married. And then what? What if you had kids? Uh-oh. You had children out of, met, out of matrimony. You heathen! Straight to hell. This raises a lot of questions, everybody. I mean, a lot of people are going to hell, it seems, according to the Catholic Church, because none of that shit counts. What if people have died? And you know they have been. You know they have. What if people have died since then? And and, uh, they were never baptized. Are they going to hell? Pretty sure and safe to say they're all in hell burning for eternity. Oh my God, James. Is that true? It has to be. It's Catholic law. You know, I decided I, I did some, I want to do some more digging. I want to get the real answer. And how does that happen? Not in the Wikipedias. I'm going to go to the source. Now, look, I hardly do this, but uh, I think it's important and I'm going to do it today. Everybody, close your eyes. Hold hands if you have someone near you. If you don't have anyone near you, hold your own hand. Okay. Danger to God. Danger to God. God, are you there? Danger to God. Danger to God. God, are you there? This is God! Good morning, God. How you doing? 
I'm doing great, yes. And it uh, seems you're doing great as well, James. Drinking before 9 a.m., huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it's a special occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. It's a special occasion. Okay. <laughs> should, I, should I stop? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I gave you free will, didn't I? I mean, do what you want. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, you go ahead, man. Have a good time. <laughs> all right, great. Thank you. All right, listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're very, very busy. This is... God? God! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, well, time is different for me, okay? Uh, There there really is no time. I mean, I can... You remember uh, that that show Save with a Bell? Of course. Yeah, like, I can Zach Morris this shit, right? I can just time out, and I can just do activities that I want. I can put everything on hold, all right? I'm currently, I'm making an Adirondack chair. Really? I thought Jesus was the wood guy. Well, where do you think he learned it from? I mean, I taught him everything he knows. So, uh, he got his passion for wood from me. God! <laughs> you know, God, I've actually made a couple Adirondack chairs myself. Oh, I know, I know. You shouldn't have done that, James. You should not have done that. Why not? Your father said he would make some for you, James. And you went behind his back and made him yourself. You should never go against your father. And I should know, because Jesus tries to do it all the time. He tries to upstage me with his Adirondack chairs. That's why I'm going to make mine way better than his. You'll see. Well, I kind of have some bad news on that subject, because recently there was a violent windstorm that blew over an umbrella we have, and I, it fell over and damaged one of my Adirondack chairs. Like, the one I think was came out the best. Oh, I know, James. Uh, let's just say it was an answer to one of your father's prayers. <laughs> what?! My dad asked for that to happen? I will not discuss people's prayers in detail with you, James. Those are private matters. But, uh, you know, let's get to the bottom of why you uh, summoned me here. Because I've got very important things to do, like put a second coat on my Adirondack chair. It's coming out real nice, by the way. Okay, okay, I'll get to my question. Okay, it's about a priest. And, uh... This... This God? He's God! <laughs> okay. So a priest, uh... He said one word incorrectly. He said, we baptize thee instead of I. And now the Catholic Church is saying, all these people that got baptized, it doesn't count. And so I guess they won't go to heaven? How how does that work? Okay, listen to me, you and your seven listeners. Religion is bullshit. The secret to life is to enjoy yourself. But don't be an asshole. Until next time, this is Well, there you have it. You heard it from God himself. Just because someone said one wrong word doesn't mean your whole freaking life is a lie and you got to redo all these things, all right? Just uh, the rule of thumb, I guess, don't be an asshole (laughs) from God himself. Seems pretty simple. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and do some danger updates. Okay, so I, I posed a question last episode. A question in the segment, asshole thought or not. The asshole thought or not? Asshole thought or not? All right. So uh, the last <clears throat> the last question I asked was about uh, a bicycle matter. Mm-hmm. Just to catch you up really quickly, I was at the park with my son playing the baseballs. A foul ball went into a planter up on a hill behind the backstop, and when I went to find the ball, I found a bicycle laying there in the tall grass, and it was damaged and left for dead. And I took it home and resurrected it 
and brought life back to it. Okay, and then it became mine. (laughs) So the asshole thought or not was, should I A, have taken the bike like I did and used it and breathe breathe life into it like God does to things? (laughs) B, left it there. It's not mine. Don't touch it. Or C, reported it to the authorities because maybe it was stolen, you know, and then someone wrecked it and left it there somehow. So those are the three questions. And uh, I got to be honest with you, my, my feedback, besides my wife, you should have called the cops, maybe it's stolen. Maybe someone's missing their bicycle and now, now they're never going to get it back. I was like, all right, well, that's a possibility, but um, I'd rather that I have a new bicycle. Oh my God, James. You're not following God's advice and not being an asshole, James. Ah, fuck. Uh, he'll forgive me. All right, so here's my responses. I asked my cousin and her girlfriend, and they both they both sided with me and said, "Yeah, you found it. Take it." Besides, the cop that finds or the cop that you reported to will probably just take it home anyway himself. Who's gonna know? And I don't know. That could be true or it could not be true. But uh, I guess it's. We better play it safe, and I better take it instead. <laughs> uh, my cousin Dominic, who? He gave me his blessing and said I made the right decision. And some other friends said, yeah, fuck it. You know, someone dumped it there. All right, you found it. It's yours now. And finally, I got a legit email. And this is from the bearded cunt. That's right, Danger Alumni. And uh, I'll read his email. Okay, listen here, you slippery fuck. Here's my opinion on the matter. As much as it pains me to write this, as I hate passing on any opportunity to chastise you, I do not believe that you were an asshole in this situation. Jesus, I hate siding with you. All right, we established that. If someone just dumped that bike, oh well, finders keepers. If you find 20 bucks on the ground, you're not going to call the cops and report that, so why do it for a bike? And I highly doubt any cop wants to get that call to go pick up a random bike, try to fit that cumbersome fucking thing in the back of their car and take it to their station where it'd probably sit forever. I think you were well within your jurisdiction to take it. Although, it would be hilarious to see if you were riding around and you rode past the kid who had it stolen from him and they just chased you down the street while crying. Anywho, go fuck yourself and good night. And that's coming from the son of a cop. So there you go. Thanks, bearded cunt. <laughs> Brings up a good point, though. Imagine I'm uh, running around. Daddy, that's my bike. No, 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 no. This is not your bike. I, uh, I purchased it myself uh, years ago. As you can see, the reflectors have been removed and some stickers have also been removed. So this can't be your bike. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, see. Redemption. Redemption. Thank you for everyone that, uh, well, only one person emailed me. Thank you. <clears throat> But uh, <laughs> thank you for all that participated. I appreciate it. Except for my wife, who deemed me a bad person. Okay, moving right along. This ties into another segment that's taking the nation by storm. That's right. None other than Daddy Danger. Oh, Daddy Danger. Oh, my God, James. That is by far your best intro work. Okay, yeah, I know. You're a big fan. <laughs> Daddy Danger is a segment in which I share my vast life experience with you. Mm-hmm. Throughout my many years, I've made some stupid mistakes and uh, well, a lot, a lot of stupid mistakes. So maybe I learned from those. Maybe I didn't, but I will try my damnedest to present something to ease your life a little bit, something to teach you so that you can better yourself. And hey, while, uh, while we're on the subject, 
If you have something you'd like to share, you think you have some life hacks, some uh, information to help a brother out, please submit it to Daddy Danger. How did I do that, James? Well, it's simple. Send me an email, thedangerhour at yahoo.com. That's right. Send me an email about anything. I don't care. Nobody else reads it, just me. I won't spam you. If you have some daddy danger advice, if you have a complaint, if you have a question, fan mail, hate mail, I don't care. The danger hour, yeah, yahoo.com. You want to send me a recipe? I'll make it. You got a movie recommendation? I'll watch it. You got a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. You want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them as long as they're tastefully done. I'll still look at them. The danger hour at yahoo.com. All right. Just, for, just like the asshole, Brian, the bearded cunt. You also have the power to email me. The power is yours. So, Daddy Danger this time. It's really going to flow nicely from the last thing I just talked about with the bicycle. That's right. My new black beauty. My diamond back. So uh, I decided to use my powers for good instead of evil. And I said, hey, children, let's go on a bike ride together. Let's go on an adventure. The spirit of adventure. So then uh, we decided to leave the house. We ride through the city, which I don't care for because it's dangerous. But James, isn't this called the danger hour? That's right. You're right. But this danger involves my kids. And uh, I can't control these crazy lunatics out driving around. And they might, uh, you know, make them bumper stickers. So... We're out riding through the streets, and we go to this park that's uh, a few couple miles away, and that's kind of like where I do some hiking. And there's a bunch of hills back in the back. There's some hiking up in them there hills, and so we take the bikes up there, and it's fucking hard. But uh, you know, sometimes we got to get off and walk them up the hill. Anyway, the whole plan was to go riding back down, like down the hill. You know, you got to work hard, get to the top, and then it's all fun and games down afterwards. So we get up to the top. And then uh, I was like, all right, let's do it. And then we start going down the hill. We're built, picking up some good speed. And my son's in front of me and my daughter starts to kind of like lag a little bit behind me. And so as I'm going down the hill, I, I just happen to glance back to check on her. And she's nowhere in sight. I'm like, oh, and my fucking heart sunk. And I'm just like, oh, shit. She wiped out. She's all fucking sprawled out on the ground. No one's wearing a helmet. Great job, Daddy Danger. Yeah, I know. And... uh. <laughs> And so I'm picturing like just her bloodied fucking lifeless body over there on the floor. So I quickly turn around. The boy just flew down. He's he's totally fine. He's off on his own. I'm like, fuck. I can't tell him to st- you know, I can't he's gone. I can't t- hey, wait a second. So I turn around and I and I'm hustling back and she's there. Her bike's parked and she's walking around looking in the ground. I'm like, she fucking dropped something. I'm like, what happened? I dropped my earbud. I'm like, oh God. Didn't I tell you not to bring those things? Well, I told you you need to be alert. And uh, she's looking around. She's like having trouble finding it. And luckily, I didn't know this, but those earbuds like send out a fucking beacon. Do you know this? If you happen to lose it, it goes like, so until you find it. And that's how she located it. And it was like right there in the fucking little shrubs. So crisis averted. So we carried on with our little mission. And we, uh, we wound up on this other main highway and stuff. And we looped around. It was like a 10-mile ride. Uh, it was pretty fucking cool, but it was hard because there's a lot of hills. And so they became a little discouraged. You know, it wasn't as fun because there's too many fucking hills. So uh, two weeks later, I go, all right, listen, kids, we're going to go on an adventure, another bike adventure. Oh, man, not too many hills. But no, 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 no hills. It's going to be better. You'll see. And so this time we left the house. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I, we were supposed to be taken to the Santa Fe Dam, and it's like off to 605, and it's like, you know, if you, if you know, you know. And so there's a trail around there, and you can take a trail all the way to the beach. And there's a uh, bike trail like, that runs along the reservoir. It's called the San Gabriel River Trail. Sounds a lot nicer than it actually is. <laughs> it's not really a river. It's a fucking reservoir. And so uh, she was supposed to drop us off, but she had something to do that day. And so by the time we got all our shit ready and packed up, she's like, it's too late now. You gotta, I can't take you. I got to leave still. I'm like, I'm like what, the, what are you talking about? You're supposed to drop us off and then pick us up at the beach. No, I, I don't have time. You, I can't do it. No, I got to leave. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I got instantly enraged. And I'm like, you know what? All right, big deal. We can leave from the house and just ride down to where the trail meets up. So that's what we did. But again, riding through the city, which I don't like because there's cars and shit running around. Now, here's the point. It's a long fucking ride. The total length of the trail, if you start at the very beginning, which is at the base of the mountains past Santa Fe Dam, uh, it's from there to Seal Beach, it's 38 miles one way. So we didn't start from the very the very beginning. We started from the house. So our total wound up being 33 miles from the house to the beach. And dude, it was fucking intense. Now look, here's how it falls into daddy danger. If you got kids, if you even got, it doesn't matter. If you have friends, family, it doesn't matter. Do something, the way you can bond and can get tighter is you do some extremely tough challenge together and it's kind of like that military thing you know you're in battle with these guys you're going through this intense i know and yes i know i'm not in, i'm not really comparing it to being at war but it's like if you and a group of people are going through some real shit together it brings you extremely close and you have a, a much tighter stronger bond like i got people that i went to training with in my job and then uh, we went to training together like two times for for many 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 weeks and dude they're they're so fucking cool and like the the bond that we form because of that stressful time and you get it through it together you know and so that's that's what i wanted to do with the kids i wanted to go on this adventure and i thought like this is probably going to be too hard for them and i'm like you know what they're kids like what the fuck i used to ride all over the place on my bike when i was a kid and this is mostly flat i know it's long but i told them in the beginning look this is not a race it's a marathon just take your time if you want to rest just pull over it doesn't matter we're not, we're not in any rush. The whole point is to just enjoy the day and have fun. And so that's what we did. And it was fucking great, dude. And yes, it was challenging. And yes, my the worst part of writing, and, and if you have any tips for me, I would love to hear them. Because I've done this bike ride before. The the uh, Well, we went from the dam to the beach and I went with super dick, 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 many years ago. And I had the same complaint this year. It fucking kills your ass. Oh my God, James. My ass has calluses. Oh, I bet it does. It kills my ass. And I, I have, I don't have, I don't even know. I, I don't know how these fucking, these hardcore bicyclists with their fancy tights and their helmets and shit. I don't know how they do it. Is there some trick? Are they not sitting on the seat? Are they just, they have to be. I mean. How do you fucking do it? Are they leaning forward the whole time? Is that why they lean forward? Probably. But it just seems tough. Like my ass was fucking beat. When I had, when I went with Super Dick, like halfway through, my ass was fucking destroyed. 
And it was like brutal to to carry on. Brutal. And this time, knowing that, every chance I got, I would uh, I would kind of like, you know, lift myself up, or if it's downhill, stand up on the bike. Like any chance I got, just to relieve some some pressure from my ass. <laughs> and I told the kids too. I warned them, like, look, your ass is gonna hurt. He goes, any chance, stand up on the bike and relieve, relieve yourself. And, you know, stop, walk around a bit. And my daughter has, uh, I put a real fa- fancy like beach cruiser cushion on her bike and she was loving it. She, my daughter killed it. She is in good shape because she was on the soccer team and they have her running around and shit. So she's all conditioned and she's riding her bike with her friend here and there. So she's used to, she's used to it. And so she went through it. She's like, that was easy. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I struggled a bit because, you know, I'm 38. What the fuck? Not some spry goose. Is that a saying? Spry goose? But uh, the boy struggled the most because he's not as conditioned, I guess. But uh, she she really impressed me. But do you have any tips, man? Like, what are you supposed to do? Because my ass was fucking destroyed. Like, with five miles to go, I was like, oh, boy. My ass has had enough. It's had a beating. <laughs> so then we get to the beach. We get all the way there. Like, all right, we made it. And dude, my son was like, we did it. We did. He was so excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That's, that's, that was what it was all about. That sense of accomplishment and like, you know, getting through it. So we get there and they're like, this beach is boring. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, we're just going to wait for your mother to pick us up. We'll hang out, walk on the sand, like look at the water, fucking play around. And they're like, let's go to Huntington Beach. I'm like, that's not close. That's far. I go, it's 10 miles away. My daughter's like, so, because my, my wife was busy, so she was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. I'll be there like an hour, it says. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then my daughter goes, so then by the time we get there, your my, you know, mom will show up. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? We just rode 33 miles. My ass is killing me. You want to go another 10? And she's like, yeah, that beach is, Huntington Beach is better. I want to, let's go to the pier. I'm like, oh my God. But not to be a Debbie Downer, I'm like, all right, if that's what will make you guys happy, let's go. And that was all cool, like riding through some fancy neighborhoods and flat ground and all that shit. So, dude, it was actually, it, it was pretty badass because literally as soon as we showed up to the pier, we, uh, we locked up the bikes, walked up to the restaurant we we're going to go to. The wife was right outside with the valet fucking parking. It was crazy, the timing. And we all sat down in the restaurant, had a nice dinner. It was great. And then we got to ride home in my truck. So, all right, fancy times. So there you go. Daddy danger is my advice. Get yourself in a stressful adventure because uh, it'll pay off in the end. All right. And that's been Daddy Danger. Oh, Daddy Danger. Love it, James. I know. And now it's time for another Irish toast. A boy may kiss his girl good boy. The sun may kiss the butterfly. Whiskey may kiss the crystal glass, and you, my friend, may kiss my arse. <laughs> ah, all right, let's keep flowing this right along now into talking shit. <laughs> all right, talking shit is a segment in which you talk about shit. <laughs> all right, so, oh boy, on that bike ride. <laughs> So all of a sudden, we uh, we take a little break. The sun pulls over, and then we get off the bikes. And as soon as he gets off the bike, he goes, Oh, Daddy, I got to poop. I got to poop. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, I got I to gotta go now. I got to go now. I was like, there's nowhere. There's nothing around. I'll tell you what. So you're, you're on this trail, and you're pretty much following the reservoir the whole time. And to your left, 
It's just like the backyards of people's houses. And occasionally you'll pass by a park. And occasionally you'll have to cross the street. Like you cross the street, I think, once. I think one time. You got to physically cross the street. And the rest of the time, you're on the bike trail. You're not, you're not uh, interfering with any traffic at all. It's pretty cool. But dude, there's like nothing around. And oh, I'm going to tell you something I forgot to mention. My biggest uh, concern with doing this whole adventure was, you know, the creeps that might be hanging out along this trail because it's in a reservoir and there's a lot of bridges and underpasses and shit. And, you know, there's like a homeless, prevalent homeless problem going on right now. And so I'm just like, hmm, I hope there's no creeps and weirdos hanging out. So I hope my, you know, it's one thing if I'm on my own, but if I got two little kids and some creep tries to make a move. So I, I had my pocket knife, my letter, my Leatherman in my pocket, which uh, I can easily flip out the blade and it's like a, it's like a four inch blade and take some motherfucker down if I need to shit. So, uh, that's what my, my big concern was. And so I always made sure the kids were in front of me. I'm watching them. And the dude, honestly, there was a few pretty good actually in the 33 mile ride from our place to seal beach. I think we saw like maybe a handful of little homeless encampments, but most of them were away. There was this one area where we went under this, uh, bridge and there was a dude just standing there and I was like, all right, perked up my radar. Like, what's this fucking guy going to do? He's just standing around and there was a chick like down below digging through some trash. I'm like, all right, if anything's going to happen, it's going to be now. And so I was on high alert, but no, nah, man, no one ever did anything. No one even gave a shit. No one looked at us. So, uh, that was, that was cool. But yeah. So at this one point, like my son's like, I got to poop and dude, there's literally to the right, there's just like the big fucking open reservoir. There's nowhere to hide. And there's this trail is busy. There's people going on it, you know, very often. People are passing us, these hardcore bike guys with their leotards and shit. And uh, I'm like, dude, there's nowhere to go. He's like, I got to go now. I got to go. And so he was lit- literally open to just sitting right there and taking his shit right, in, like, right by a bush that you can't even hide in. Just like these dirty shrubs. I go, all right, look, get back on the bike. Let's start pedaling. And I'll try to find something while we're riding. And fucking miracle. We start riding. I put my phone out, like looking at maps. And there's a park right up the street on the next overpass, which is like less than a half a mile away. Maybe even a quarter mile. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's a park coming right up. So we get over, fucking cross over the bridge. We go down this hill to the park and he just gets in there. Fucking barely made it. And I'm like, dude, the thing is, I know this feeling. I've had stomach issues my since I was in high school. And I know the fear of, oh, fuck, I got to go now. And just like not having anything around. So I felt so bad for this kid. But I try to keep <laughs> positive. When I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 let's get out and start riding right now. We'll find a place. I'm thinking like, there's nowhere to fucking go. Where are we going to go? I had no hope. <laughs> and I was actually like, all right. We're just going to ride until I find a bush big enough where he can just be, he can hide. Because, yeah, dude, I brought my day pack. I had toilet paper. I had fucking baby wipes just in case. I had a bunch of shit ready to go. But it didn't come to that. But, uh, oh, mama. You ever been somewhere where you got to take a shit and there's just nowhere to go? I was hiking one time. And I was out by my, it was a, I was alone hiking by myself. And I had a shit. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, fuck. And yeah, you can shit off in the bushes, but I didn't want to fuck. I had, I don't even think I had anything to, I don't think I had any toilet paper that time. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I literally held it for like 10 more miles of hiking downhill. <laughs> but it's an awful feeling. 
So, uh, oh, I felt bad for him, but he, he found his relief. And then once, once the wife met up with us when we went to the restaurant, she's like, how'd it go, guys? And he's like, I will poop myself. <laughs> oh. All right, and one more story and talking shit. Oh, this is a bad one. Oh, mama. Listen, man, this Florida man. Oh, boy, Florida man. You already know it's going to be good. He was, uh, he's a 40-year-old dude. He was a spotter for a bulldozer. They got that giant blade in the front that they're pushing shit with so they can't see too well. And so he's the guy like, all right, they go this way. It's all clear or whatever. So at the end of the day, he's, uh, they're all done with work and stuff. They're, they're putting their equipment away. And this guy had to take a shit. And he goes into a porta potty. And this fucking dumbass in the bulldozer starts driving up this embankment to put the, uh, the bulldozer away. And, yep, you guessed it. He doesn't see what's in front of him, and as he's coming back down a level ground, he fucking crushes the porta potty. And the dude's in there taking his shit, and he gets killed. Yes, killed in a porta potty by a bulldozer. Fucking A, man. And he's a spotter. He's the guy that's supposed to be the lookout. Ah. Uh, imagine. Imagine this is the way you go out. Hey, uh, how did your father die? <laughs> he was uh, crushed by a bulldozer while he was taking a shit in a porta potty. None of it's good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing, but it is. It is fucked up. Uh, imagine you get killed taking a shit. That's a crazy enough story. Then imagine you get killed by a bulldozer. That's a crazy enough story. Now imagine combining the two. How many times has this happened? He got killed by a bulldozer while taking a shit. Oh, man. He chucked all the boxes. Well, he's dead. And this has been Talking Shit. <laughs> Here's to a long life and a merry one. A quick death and an easy one. A pretty girl and an honest one. A cold beer and another one. hee <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What do we got next? Oh, oh, I have a bear sighting. Uh-oh. Ah, shit. All right, speaking of uh, toilets <laughs> and the bear, you know, I call my father every week or so, and I uh, get some updates, and it seems lately I've been calling him just for uh, podcast content because he's been delivering. <laughs> so the last time I called him was a few days ago, and I was like, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey how you doing? I'm like, are you in the toilet? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm... Uh, Taking care of business. Yeah, actually, I, I'm sure he got a new throne. I'm like, oh, you got a new toilet, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like it. My dad doesn't like anything fucking new. It's got to be old and tried and true, right? And he was just like trying new shit, as I've probably established in the past. But he's like, yeah, it's the, it's the kind with the two buttons where you got a, there's a one flush and a two flush. I was like, oh yeah, well, I don't think that would work for me. I'd probably need something with a third flush option, if you know what I mean. Yeah, wow. Speaking of that, I don't care for the way this one flushes because uh, it just it just pulls the water straight out, you know? I think I prefer the swirl because if you make a mess, that, that swirl, it kind of loosens things up, you know? <laughs> and he's like, all right, you know, let me call you back. I got to finish up my paperwork here. <laughs> Which means he's got to wipe his ass. So he calls me back, and then he's like walking. He gets some coffee, and then I hear him dragging his feet in his in his uh, sandals. And I go, "Hey!" I go, "Stop walking like that!" Oh, you can hear that? I'm like, "Yeah." You pick up your feet. What's the matter with you? And he's like, "Oh, I call that the retirement shuffle." 
<laughs> and so I'm like, oh yeah, uh, Kay, I don't have to go to work today. Uh, am I the tenth caller? Yeah, yeah. You 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 want a prize? You get to bang your head against the wall. <laughs> so then he's like, uh, hey, so what's new? What's what's going on? And I tell him about the bike ride with the kids. He's like, oh shit, that's a long way. Oh man. And uh, I go, yeah. You know, the worst part is that my ass was hurting so bad when we got done with it. He's like, what'd you do? He's like, you removed the seat and sit straight in the pole? <laughs> and then he said one I've never heard before. I just had to report it. This, I think this is the reason I'm bringing this whole thing up just to get to this one part. He's like, and then afterwards, did you attach a golf ball to the pole and uh, go over all the bumps in the road so you could feel every dimple? <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. Ugh. It's the little things, boys and girls. All right, so next up I have here. Uh, so I live in Los Angeles County, which is the most annoying when it comes to rules and regulations. Because of the mask bullshit, the, uh, you know, they're probably like the last ones to, to remove it. Uh, so recently, they, they removed the mask mandate. You know, they said, okay, you can go into places and not have to wear a mask. So uh, one day, uh-oh. <clears throat> One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So they can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I walk into Vaughn's and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask. How's that? Hmm, it's my right now. And so I walk into Vaughn's. And the first person I see is wearing a fucking mask. The second person I see, a fucking mask. The third, fourth, and fifth person I see, a fucking mask. I'm like, oh, man. Are they going to be looking and judging me? And then I see one of the employees stocking produce, and he's wearing a fucking mask. And I'm like, oh, man. It's still happening, huh? And then I walk past him, and then I see another employee not wearing a mask. I'm like, all right, here we go. And as I'm in that store... A little bit here and there are not wearing a mask. It seems like maybe 20% of the people had no masks on. Everyone else still doing it. Still in. I was like, hmm. And then afterwards, I'm uh, about to leave. And I'm looking at the checkers. And uh, this chick that I see often not wearing a mask. And I go into her line. I was like, all right. A little bit of normalcy now. I like it. And uh, that leads me to tell you this. So the school is like, all right. As of, as, as of March 12th, no more masks, which is great news, right? These kids have been fucking muzzled, and now they finally are set free. <laughs> and my fucking kids go like, I'm still going to wear one. I'm like, what do you mean you're still going to wear one? It's like, yeah, they're all fucking like traumatized now. None of the, They said that all the kids wear the masks, and, and they actually like them. And it's because everyone's so self-conscious about the way they look now. This, you know, they're at both at that age, especially my daughter in high school. You know, they want to hide and not be judged or looked at or whatever, which I kind of get. But it's like, dude, they're all like, uh, <laughs> they're all traumatized. They don't want to let go. And so the first day back to school with no masks officially, take them off. Everyone wore a mask. They said, including my kids. I'm like, come on, dude, you can't. You can't let this shit happen. You can't live your life like that. You got to be free, man. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm more comfortable with it on now. I'm like, oh, boy. Just just take it off and, and watch. After you take it off and you start going to school, other people will start taking it off. Next thing you know, everybody will have it off. Like, we're not supposed to be this way. Okay, you need to be exposed to some germs here and there. All right? 
Plus, you've already been vaccinated and you've already gotten the fucking COVID. <laughs> so you have double immunity built up. It's pretty crazy to me. I never thought I'd see that. Because they all complained about it for a long time. Ah, oh, fucking freaking mask. I hate wearing a mask. And now they don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to let it go. And so then uh, I told my daughter, I'm like, listen, tomorrow, do not wear a mask. I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit no more. Do not wear one. And then she texts me uh, the day she's in school. She's like, the kid next to me is coughing and sniffling. I'm wearing my mask in this class. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I guess, uh, I guess they're made more aware of sick people. So I guess that's a good thing, but it's still weird. It's still weird. Speaking of a mask, speaking of a mask, how do you do it, James? I don't know. The Segway King, the Batman. Last episode, I spoke that it's coming out. Well, it came out. It did great at the box office. It's uh, crushing it, I guess. And last I saw, uh, I don't research this. I just happened to see it online. It said it's coming close to like half a billion dollars worldwide. So there you go. And there's going to be a part two and three, which uh, I'm excited for. You know what? I'll be honest with you. When I first saw it, I didn't know how to feel about it. I saw it opening night Thursday, like I told you. And the wife is like, I told her, I'm like, hey, you want to go? No, I don't like going to opening nights because everyone's so annoying and they yell and they, they scream and cheer and it's, it's fucking annoying. I don't like it. I'm like, all right, well, I understand what you mean, but this isn't a Marvel movie. This is DC. This is a Batman movie. I don't think it's going to be like that. She's like, well, no, I don't, it's, it's annoying and I don't really care. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And I happen to be right because no one made a fucking sound during this movie. Everyone was just like fully enthralled and paying attention. And I was totally fucking zoned in the whole time. Like, oh shit. And was digging it. Loved how dark it was. Loved the visuals. Loved the whole aspect of the detective. The focus on the detective. That is fantastic. That's what we've been wanting and waiting for. The dynamic with uh, Gordon and Batman teaming up to do shit instead of Gordon just being kind of like a goof that's like a side character that sometimes helps. Like, no, dude, they're in it together. And the fact that the cops are like, look at this fucking freak. Really, Gordon? You're letting this guy in? It was great. It was great. Um, Twisted, dark, the horror aspects, all. The movie was beautiful to look at. The score was awesome. It was just a really well done cinema. And... There are, you know, after, but after it was over, I was like, how do I really feel about it? It was like, it was a lot to process, but part of me was like, eh, I don't care for that Bruce Wayne. That's not fucking Bruce Wayne. I was just like, no, why'd they do it like this? Why is he fucking emo Spider-Man from part three? No, no. Why? His hair's in his face. He's all sad. But yeah, this guy's severely, I, once I thought about it and it marinated and I got to really think, okay, this is Batman year two. He's still figuring this shit out. Like he says in the movie, he's just doing this like night after night. He's just in it. He's still fucking severely traumatized. And uh, going out every night trying to have, I'm vengeance. He's doing the vengeance thing. Like this kid is deeply fucking traumatized. And then we learn later in the movie that his mother had psychological problems, which explains a lot with his character. I like that they did that. Because Batman's a fucking psycho. He's a psycho. He's super committed to this idea and this plan. And it's like OCD. Like, I have to do it. He's a fucking crazy person. And I love that they showed that his mom had some psychological issues going on. So I was really all about that. But uh, the thing, yeah, the Bruce Wayne thing. So I was like, okay. 
okay. Yeah, he's fucking emo. Like, that's not the way Bruce Wayne is. This is the beginning. He hasn't learned yet. And by the end of the movie, he realizes, oh, shit, I'm doing this the wrong way. Yeah, I'm, I'm instilling fear in the criminal element, but I should also be inspiring hope. And so I, 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 I'm assuming he's like, all right, I got to do more. I got to use my Batman side to instill the fear and hope sometimes, but I got to do stuff on the, with the Bruce Wayne aspect now. I got I to gotta be different. Because it's pretty fucking obvious that he's, he's all, he wears black. He drives a black car. He has a black motorcycle. Like everything's black, black, black. <laughs> he's all sad. It's like, hey, dude, you better throw them off your scent. You better start throwing some colors in when you're Bruce Wayne and look happy and shit. Or else people start putting the pieces together. So I think he's really going to go into the philanthropic side of Bruce Wayne in the next movie and uh, start being charming and combing his hair nice and, you know, smiling and shaking hands with people and getting shit done. So uh, if that's the way they go, then then uh, I'm, I'm all in, dude. I fucking, I really enjoyed it. If you're a, a pro, people don't like it. Some people, and I think those are not the real fans. Those are just the people that, uh, you know, casual viewers like, oh, that fucking was boring. But if you actually like the character and you've read the comics and you like the animated series as a kid watching it, then you're all in with this shit. It fucking delivered. Um, Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. And, you know, people like like Peterson. Peterson? Son? Son? He was shitting on Robert Pattinson. I think he did well, man. I I think he did well. He's like an intimidating figure, just quiet as fucking staring at you. His eyes did a lot of work. Peterson doesn't think so. Like, he's just fucking gazing at you, fucking with <laughs> expressionless stares. Stupid. Anyone could do that. Uh, I beg to differ. And I've heard other people's take on him. Like, he looks like Frankenstein walking around all like a monster. No emotion. I think there's some shit behind it. Go back and watch The Lighthouse. How many times do I got to tell you about The Lighthouse? To really sell you on Pattinson. So uh, there you go. There's my take on the Batman. And uh, oh boy, I like, I like the Riddler too. Not your typical Riddler, but I like the I like the the way they went with it. Not too not too sure about the bat uh, the Joker thing, but it's done right, I guess. We could probably lose the Joker for a while. Uh, maybe he comes around like in the third movie, but. I don't know. So far, I like what they're going, dude. Gotham seemed really real, like a real place, like a, like a character in itself. Catwoman killed it. I liked her. It's all good. Loved Gordon. It's all good. Exciting times. Oh, and the Batmobile. Ooh, the way it looked like a fucking beast that came to life. Oh, mama. I'm in. I actually saw it a uh, second time. I went with the wife and... I really appreciated it more the second time I saw it. I was like, okay, this 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 seals it for me. This is a badass fucking great movie. All my issues I had before, like the thoughts I had before, I'm like, all right, those went away. Okay, I get it. Let's do it. And the funny thing is, uh, I just saw that the Nirvana music has gone up 300 and something, 75% because of uh, this movie. Something in the way. And then my daughter's like, because she was already listening to Nirvana before all this. And she goes, <laughs> everyone at school is like, hey, you like, that, you like that song from Batman, the Batman song? And I'm like, I knew that song before the movie came out. God, it's so annoying. I was like, yeah, I know. You knew before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And now it's time for another Irish toast. May the winds of fortune sail you.
May you sail the gentle sea. May it always be the other guy who says this drinks on me. <laughs> All right. Now, I think it's a great time to check in with our radio affiliate to get a look at sports. K-G-A-Y, and now for the K-Gay Sports Report, we take you live to sports expert Dan Drizzles. After a short two months, Tom Brady announced that he's coming out of retirement. He fucking hates his family. And this has been your KK Sports Report brought to you by Tom Brady's Retirement Home. We now have a vacancy. K-G-A-Y, And now it's time for another edition of Stallone. Stands. Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Well, today we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Im Bruges playing Colin Farrell's character of Ray. And here it goes. You're coming up? Why, what's up there, you know? The view. The view of what? The view of down here? I can see that from down here. Ray, you're about the worst tourist in the whole world. Hey, all I can, I grew up in Dublin, right? I love Dublin. If I grew up on a farm and was retarded, Bruges might impress me, but I didn't. So it doesn't, you know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Ray, despite not having an Irish accent. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone. Stands alone. Alright, and now it's time to start closing out the show with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy That. Fancy sounds, everybody. All right, I fancy that. It is a segment which I get to talk about something nice and happy and wonderful. Something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. <laughs> all right, oh boy. Besides all the black shirts in my closet, that one green one I'm wearing today, there's also a few blue ones. And if you know, then you know it's because of the Dodgers. That's right, my Dodger shirts. And speaking of which, I get to put those on again soon because Dodger Baseball is back. Oh, mama. The lockout is over. An agreement has been made. I'm sure the ticket prices will go down and the beers will be cheaper. Right, folks? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll all pay for it. But baseball is back. That's right. Oh, mama. How exciting. You don't know what you have until it's gone, right? So, uh, speaking of which, the other exciting news is last night, breaking news, everybody, 
Last night, there's an official confirmation. I don't know if it's official, but uh, pretty much official. Is that the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman to a six-year deal. Oh, boy. It's happening. That's right. The star player from the world champion Atlanta Braves. Isn't it funny that I go to an Atlanta Braves game last year and they wind up winning the World Series? <laughs> I don't like it. James, are you saying you're responsible? Uh, inadvertently, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to go to different stadiums every year. And I'll be honest with you. This year, I had plans. I was looking over at Wrigley Field. I'm like, all right, you're next on the list, buddy. And then all of a sudden, baseball's locked out. And the Dodgers are scheduled to play there in May. I was like, well, looks like this strike might fuck all those plans up. But now it's over. Baseball's back. So maybe I'll get to get over there. We'll, we shall see. We shall see. But how exciting. And then they got Freddie Freeman. How exciting. Seems like an all-around good guy. And there was actually hints. Um, you know, there were like, there were talks like, oh, well, it looks like Freddie Freeman might, because he's a free agent now, might, he, might, he might jump ship. If the uh, Atlanta Braves were smart, they'll lock him down and give him a great contract. But then all of a sudden, a couple days ago, the Braves sign a first baseman from, I think, the A's. And uh-oh, people were talking. Looks like Freddie Freeman's not going to stay there after all. Where's he going to go? And then his wife posts a photo. Ooh, this is some detective work there, Batman. She posts a photo on the Instagrams. 30% off Atlanta gear, right? And where's the picture taken? Dodger Stadium. Oh, sneaky devil. Was it planned? I don't know. People were like, oh, that's an old photo. That's from last year during the uh, the playoffs. Playoffs? During those that, that series. But I don't know. It makes, makes, makes it seem like she was a little hints here and there. But yeah, welcome aboard, Freddie Freeman. And you know what's funny? It seems like destiny to me because Seager, Corey Seager, he jumped over to the Texas Rangers uh, last year once the season was done. He's like, all right, well, I'm hopping over. He was a free agent, and he's number five. And what number does Freddie Freeman wear? That's right, number five. Was it meant to be? I don't know. Maybe. So, I don't know, just funny the way things work out. So, yeah, look, number five's open. Here comes this guy who wears number five. <laughs> so, uh, exciting times, boys and girls. So, I fancy baseball being back. Get to watch some Dodgers. And uh, exciting stuff with Freeman joining the team. That's going to be a cool dynamic. We'll see what happens. So uh, things are looking up. And they brought Kershaw back for another year. Kershaw. Hope hope that's not true. So, all right. That's what I fancy. Baseball's back. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Baseball. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Yeah, the fuck you moment. It's the opposite of I fancy that. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. This time I get to be negative. Get to complain about something. Something to say. Fuck you too. And this time, oh boy, not very good. But uh, you know what? I'm going to say fuck you to Tom Brady. I don't like this. I don't like seeing him anymore. I thought we were done with this guy. I thought it was over. Yeah, he makes some announcement. Oh, well, I guess I'm retiring. I want to spend more time with the family. What's important to me, this and this and that. Two months later, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'd much rather be on the field than in the than in the, the spectator. What did he say? 
some shit. Then the watching or in the stands, whatever the fuck he said. It's like, what happened to your family? Did uh, you, did the two months at home really slap you in the face? Like, oh man, this is this is not as cool as I thought it was going to be. I'd rather be away from these people. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did Aaron Rodgers getting this big payout? Did that make him like, well, I'm going to come back then. I want to do something. Why does he get to be in the news and I don't? But it's about ego. You know what? I hope this fucking I hope this fucking guy doesn't make the playoffs. How, how's that, Tom Brady? You hear me? Is that going to affect your game? Me saying that? Well, I hope so. Fucking dude, I thought we were. I I thought I was done looking at him. I'm sick of hearing about him. I'm sick of looking at him. All the talk about he's a goat. He's a goat. All right, great. He's a goat. Okay, I'll go find a field to graze on and leave me alone. All right, on to the let's let's get some new kids up here. Fucking. All right, uh, that's my first fuck you. My second one. Hey, this is lame. I'm sorry. What do you want from me? My second fuck you is to people that have license plate frames that advertise the dealership you bought the car from. What are you doing? Hmm? You some kind of, speaking of fields, speaking of goat and grazing, are you some kind of sheep? <laughs> Advertising for these fucks? Hmm? Take that shit off. Are they paying you to advertise? No. You got to pay everyone else to advertise. So why do you get to do it for free? Why? You proud? You proud you went to Claremont Toyota? You want to rep that for the life of your car? <laughs> Take it off. Get rid of it. You know what I've, you know what I've seen too before? I've gotten my windows tinted. And those fuckers will put a license plate frame of the tint shop on without even t- telling you about it. They'll just put it on. It's like, what the fuck is this? Because they know, like, oh, some people are just going to be like, uh, I'm not going to bother. I'll take that off later. And then they'll forget about it. And then they just want to do it. Like my garage thing, like my cabinet doors. Oh, I'll do that later. You never do it. No, it's not important. Who cares? And next thing you know, you're advertising for free. So fuck that. And fuck you if you keep a license plate frame on your, on your car. What's wrong with you? Have some self-fucking-respect. And you know what else? I fuck you! Fuck you! All right! That's going to do it, everybody. It's been quite a journey. I hope you were fulfilled as much as I was. And uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you one more, one more Irish toast to close it out, and I will finish the last sip of coffee, and then I will bid you adieu. And please, please, be responsible. Have a great time. I really hope you enjoy yourself. Get shit faced for all I care. Call out of work tomorrow. I don't care. Just be smart and be safe. And you know what? My buddy over there at the at the bed files, Danny, he's a he's a lift driver. So uh, give him a call. He'll take you anywhere you want to go. And I guess he might even take you to a strip club if you're into that kind of thing. Because uh, oh boy, the story's from that guy. Huh. Uh, it'll cost you, but he'll uh, he'll show you a good time. All right, and to close it out, here's my final Irish toast. When we drink, we get drunk. And when we get drunk, we fall asleep. And when we fall asleep, we do not sin. When we do not sin, we go to heaven. So let's all get drunk and go to heaven. And stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later.